0: Ladies and future Stoics, Andy here, I went from suicidal and obese to living a life of abundance and joy. If I can do it, you sure as hell can too. Let's get straight into it. One of the guys in my coaching program had recently lost his job and he was sort of feeling a little bummed about it, feeling a little bit like it was taking down some of his self-worth and his self-esteem. He was telling stories about what this means, you know, does this mean I'm a bad worker, I'm a bad person, I'm lazy, all of that kind of stuff. And what we said to this guy is, losing your job doesn't have to automatically be a bad thing. In fact, if you reframe it through stoicism and a lot of the reframing tools that I I teach you guys, it could be a good thing. In other words, it can be an opportunity. Grant Cardone has this great quote, every problem is an opportunity in disguise. And so what we said to him is clean up your resume, get out there and hustle like crazy, apply for jobs that pay more than your old job, or maybe you're working less than your old job, or maybe you have extra opportunities like working from home or whatever compared to your old job. In other words, use this as an opportunity to upgrade your job. This is a beautiful end to the previous chapter, and now you get a fresh start at the next chapter. Make the fucking most of it. This guy hustled two weeks later. He said he's done a bunch of applications. He's been grinding out there. He's worked on his resume and all that kind of stuff and has been offered and he now has a better paying job that he's going to enjoy way more that has more room for growth and even has an opportunity for promotion in it. And he feels like he's going to be part of something big rather than just a cog in the machine. In other words, more pay and more job satisfaction. One of the other guys jumped on that and said, dude, like amazing work. And he said, it's funny that you are supposed to feel bad for being fired when it's impossible for it not to be an upgrade. And now obviously, you know, a little bit of exaggeration there, it could not be an upgrade, but the point is there's the opportunity for an upgrade. And it got me thinking, and we had this big, deep discussion in the coaching program about a lot of things that are automatically, you're, you're automatically supposed to feel bad for. Losing a job is a big one. You know, people say to you, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And people are trying to make you feel better, but they're also inadvertently pulling you down when they say that. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Oh man, that sucks. And then you dwell on it and you go, yeah, man, it does suck. Oh, I feel sorry for myself. Without meaning to, they're putting you in a victim mindset and they're not doing that intentionally, but the opposite could be, or they could reframe it in the complete opposite. People could say to you, or you could say to yourself, fuck yeah, this is time to raise my standards. This is an opportunity to get a better job. Another thing that people automatically assume is always bad is the death of a loved one. People always say, I'm so sorry for your loss. Man, this sucks. Oh man, I'm so sorry. Which again, they're trying to help you. They're trying to make you feel better, but they are inadvertently getting you to focus on the loss and the grief and the pain. And so what I say, whenever anyone has lost a loved one, is I'll obviously say, you know, my condolences, like, you know, just be kind to yourself during this period, be nice to yourself, focus on the positives, focus on just being there for yourself. You know, if you want to eat a big tub of ice cream and, you know, think about it, that's fine. Just be as kind to yourself as you possibly can. But I will also add in there, you know what? I think it's really beautiful that you had someone like that in your life. I'm happy that you got to know them on the way, on the level that you did. And I'll get them to focus on the positive stuff. And yes, they're obviously grieving. Yes, me saying that doesn't immediately make them go, oh, golly gee, Andy, thanks, I feel wonderful. But it is me getting them to focus on a higher level emotion or something a little bit happier rather than just, oh my God, look at this big hole in your life now. Oh, sorry for your loss. Oh, that fucking sucks. That doesn't really fix anything. It doesn't really console anyone. And so people see the death of a loved one automatically as a bad thing when Yes, there's obviously pain. Yes, there's obviously suffering, but it can be a beautiful chance of reflection. It can be a beautiful chance for you to sit there and say, man, like, isn't it wonderful that this person had such an impact on my life that I'm literally sitting here crying because they're not here anymore. Man, they really did touch my soul, didn't they? Isn't it beautiful that I got to know them? One of the, you know, deepest relationships that I had other than my mother and my father was my grandfather. I had known him obviously my entire life. He had helped raise my sister and I while my parents were working and while my parents were like renovating and building this house because they bought this old house and basically fixed it up for a couple of years. While they were doing that, my grandparents would look after my sister and I. There was a time when they were doing it basically every day. And so... I really, really, really got to know my grandparents, especially my grandfather. I was super close to my grandfather. I loved him to bits and he obviously loved me and my sister very deeply. When he died, yes, I was obviously sad, obviously, but there was just this really beautiful sense of gratitude of like, isn't it amazing that I've gotten to meet someone like this? Isn't it amazing that this guy had such a big impact on my life? And to this day, you know, he died like I think eight or eight or so years ago, to this day, I still think back fondly to all of the memories that we created together, all the things that he taught me, all the life lessons, all the stupid jokes that I now carry on and tell other people. I will always hold on to that. And I will always be grateful for that. And it lessened my suffering. I didn't really suffer when he died. Yes, I was sad, but I just saw the whole thing as this beautiful fucking opportunity for gratitude. And I remember thinking to myself at the funeral, granddad wouldn't want me to be sad right now. He would want me to have a big smile on my face and say, well, son, like people die. That's just the nature. Like, you know, it's all good, son. You know, I'm in a better place. You know, he was deeply religious. I'm in a better place. Everything's okay, son. Like don't cry. And so I didn't, I kept my chin up. I had a smile on my face and I just remembered all of the good times. And so that is another thing that People automatically assume you're supposed to just feel awful for, and it's supposed to suck, and you're supposed to suffer. Essentially, in this podcast here today, what I'm trying to get you to realize is suffering is optional. Like, yes, you might be sad with some of these things. Yes, you might have insecurities. You might have pain. You might have negative thoughts, but you don't have to suffer in that. You don't have to dwell on it. You can reframe it and use a little bit of stoicism and some of these reframing tricks to. Try and tell a different story, a more positive story. Or, in other words, look at it from a different angle. And that doesn't mean that grief is wrong. I'm certainly not saying that. That doesn't mean you're not allowed to be sad if you lose your job. I am absolutely not saying that. But you don't have to fucking stay sad. Or you can acknowledge the sadness, acknowledge the grief, and then also acknowledge the positive because there are both. You can tell both stories. You can tell a story of. I lost my job, or I lost my father, or I lost my girlfriend, or whatever it is. That can be a sad story. It can also be a positive story. It can be a story of a new chapter. It can be a story of the wide unknown, the great unknown. What's going to happen next? Isn't this interesting? Let's see what happens. Let's have an open mind and not just automatically assume that this is going to be bad for me because a lot of this stuff people assume is automatically bad. They're essentially saying the future is going to suck because of this. Because I no longer have my father, the future has to suck. Because I lost my job, man, the future is going to fucking suck. You don't know. You're not a fortune teller. You can't fucking predict the future. You're literally bringing into fruition the thing you're saying. In other words, when you say the future is going to suck, you're not going to try as hard to make the future awesome. So yeah, the future will fucking suck. Because by default, that will happen now. Because you've said it. You've brought it into existence. Words are magic spells. It's something called, or a, a cognitive thing called, um self-fulfilling prophecy and also cognitive bias plays into it as well. But essentially when we say something like, man, it sucks that my dad's died, man, it's it's awful. Then yeah, it feels fucking awful. But if you can tell a story of, okay, maybe I'm going to be sad. Maybe I'm going to cry. Maybe it's going to hurt. Maybe I'm going to miss him every fucking day for the next year, the next five years. But this doesn't have to be a bad thing. He wouldn't want me to suffer. He wouldn't want me to be sitting here crying and miserable and in pain. He would want to give me a big hug and tell me everything's okay. Can I give that to myself? In other words, can I tell myself that story? And that is a much kinder, more empowering story, especially when we're talking grief. Do you think that people want you when they die? Do you think they want you to sit around sad? Of course, they fucking don't. They want you to be happy. Everyone wants you to be fucking happy after they die. They want you to be okay. They want you to remember the good times. They want you to be grateful that it happened, not sad that it's over. Some other things that people automatically assume are bad, a woman turning you down, or if you're in a woman listening, a guy turning you down, or a guy just not being interested in you. What do people say? They say, man, rejection is so painful. This hurts. This sucks. This is awful. Like, why doesn't she like me? Rather than saying, man, you know what? I love that this person knows what they want, and they're not afraid to say it. Maybe I can learn to be a little more assertive like them. I could learn from them. That's fucking awesome. Or you can tell a story of, all right, this person said no to me. That's one step closer to the next yes. Man, that's fucking awesome. Like, I got this no. Let me go to the next person and try and get a yes. I'm just going to keep going until I get a fucking yes. This is one step closer to that. In other words, it's like sales. And we can say the same thing with business, right? People often, and it's always at the start of their journey, once you do a little bit of you know, Playing the numbers game and sales and having a product and putting it out there. Once you're a little further along in your entrepreneurial or business journey, you don't beat yourself up for this, but a lot of people at the start beat themselves up for every time a, cl- a potential client says no. They take it as a rejection. They're like, oh my God, what did I do wrong? Like They go read a million books. They're like, how can I avoid any client ever saying no ever again? It's like you can't, motherfucker. Not everybody wants what you're selling. Not everybody wants your coaching program. Not everybody wants your book. Not everybody wants your, I don't know, jar of milk. If you're selling jars of milk, that was the weirdest thing that came to my fucking head in that moment. Why would you sell a jar of milk? Whatever. Selling a goddamn jar of milk. Not everybody wants the shit that you're peddling. They just, they don't. And if you take it as a rejection and if you say it's a bad thing, rather than saying, man, maybe this is a good thing. Maybe this is teaching me stoicism. Maybe this is teaching me resilience. Maybe this is teaching me the numbers game. Maybe this is teaching me fucking humility. You being, quote, rejected, and I don't use that word because people don't really reject you. They just didn't want what you're offering. But when you say that a woman or a potential client or a potential partner rejected you, you're shying away from one of the biggest cheat codes in success in life and everything, which is humility. If you can just humble yourself enough to say, you know what, maybe not everybody wants what I'm offering. Maybe not everybody wants to date me. Maybe not everybody wants to be my friend. If you can humble yourself, God, that is such a cheat code when it comes to productivity. And you getting so-called rejected is a beautiful opportunity to practice some of that humility. It's life basically slapping you down and saying, hey, you're not as important as you think you are. I'm sorry, but you're not the center of the universe. Not everybody wants you. Not everybody is going to like you. That's reality. That is such a fucking beautiful experience for your growth. It really is. And so I look at every single, quote, rejection. Again, I don't use that word. I look at every single rejection as a beautiful opportunity for me to grow the fuck up, for me to realize that I'm just not that fucking important. And again, humility is such a cheat code for success. I have done so many podcasts on this. When you sign up, or if you sign up for my coaching program, one of the first videos that I get you to watch, we have like a little training course that you watch alongside being in the program. One of the first videos is one that Cam and I did about how humility is a cheat code and how your ego often gets in the way. Your self-importance, your arrogance gets in the way. Your naivety would be a kind of way of saying it gets in the way. Humility is a fucking cheat code. Some other things that people automatically assume are bad, and there's millions of these. Whenever a lot of people see someone who's homeless, they will say things like, you know, homeless people are clogging up the streets, they should get their shit together. You've probably heard this before. Homeless people should just get a job instead of, man, you know what? This homeless dude could teach me a lot about humanity. This dude could teach me a lot about being compassionate to those who are currently down, you know, on their circumstances, or they're not in the best place. This person is a nice little reflection on how good my life is. Every time I see this homeless person, man, I could use that as an opportunity for gratitude. And I could be like, you know what, man, I got a lot of shit. My life is fucking beautiful. Like I can look at this homeless guy and be like, man, thank you. Like, thank you for making me fucking reflect and think about everything that I have. And maybe you sit down with the homeless dude and just be like, hey, man, like, what's up? Can I talk to you for a bit? I've done that with plenty of homeless dudes. I've got a friend that I keep hinting I keep teasing that I'll get him on the podcast but he's not super <laughs> he's not super reliable I'll just say that so I think I will be able to get him on the podcast at some point he's really keen to come on the podcast but he's just not super he doesn't reply to messages but anyway he's a really good friend of mine at this He's a friend of mine at this point, if I'm honest. And I sit down and talk to him. I've probably done it like 30 times, 20 times at this point. We just have these long fucking conversations. But I used to be one of those people who just saw homeless people as like, oh, they should get a fucking job. But when I was able to actually use them for gratitude or use them to practice my own humanity, use them to just practice talking to another fucking human being without judgment or with trying to reduce some of that judgment. Man, like the stories that he has told me, the things that I have learned, like he's such an interesting fucking human being. That's why I I really want him to come on the podcast. And like I said, he's keen to, we just, we just got to get him to actually come to the fucking podcast. But yeah, man, it can be such a beautiful opportunity. Every homeless person you see can be a nice little mirror held up to you to teach you a little bit about humanity. I like to look at uh, homeless people now and say, all right, they're there to teach me a bit of humanity. They're there to teach me a little bit of fucking compassion. They're there for me to drop my big, fat, juicy ego. And we all have beautiful, big egos. I have a gorgeous, big, fucking massive ego. He is there to help me reduce that just a little bit or help me stick that ego to the side and say, hey, Mr. Ego, you just go sit over there for a little minute. You can come back in a bit. I know you're going to want to come back in a little bit, but you, Ego, sit over there. I'm going to just talk to this fellow human being. I have read a lot or I've read all of Mother Teresa's books at this point, highly recommend for this exact subject, teaching you humility, teaching you that you're not better than someone else just because you have a house or a job and they fucking don't, or maybe your mind is relatively clear and they've got some mental issues. You're not better than them. And so her books are absolutely fucking brilliant at bringing you back down to reality because that's what she did for her entire fucking life. She basically spent her entire life saying, I ain't jack shit compared to other people. I'm just a fucking child of God or child of the universe, if that resonates better with you. I'm going to talk to these people. I'm going to be friends with them. I'm going to treat them like they're fucking fellow human beings. And she said many, many, many times, they're actually giving me way more than I give them. They teach me humility. They teach me to get my shit together. They help bring me closer to God. They teach me love. They teach me compassion. They teach me a lot about humanity. All I'm doing is giving them food or money or shelter or medical care or love. Like, but they're giving me fucking everything. She said that so many times in her book. So, to bring it all back to the original topic, a lot of things in life that people just automatically say are bad, they don't have to be. They can be bad if you want to tell that story. And you guys and girls are welcome to tell whatever stories you want. Like, at the end of the day, I'm not in control of the stories that you tell. I'm not going to get in your head and tell you what to think. That's not very fair. I would be the government if I did that. Little libertarian joke there for you guys. So, think or tell whatever stories you want. But for me personally, I like finding the positive in everything, or I like seeing everything as an opportunity. And the people who are the most successful, as in in money, in relationships, in love, in sex, in body, in fitness, in health, in making a big impact on the community, in giving back to the world, all of those things, the people who are the most successful see everything as an opportunity. They see everything as potentially a good thing. And that doesn't mean they're positive all of the time. That doesn't mean they never complain. No, no, no. But they complain for a little bit and then they get their shit together and say, Do you know what? I'm not going to be a victim. Because when you tell these stories of this is bad, you know, losing my job is awful. It sucks. This girl rejected me. Man, it fucking sucks. This is brutal. I hate rejection. This is awful. Or a loved one dying. Man, like I have so much loss. This isn't fair. I'm never going to be the same. I miss them every single day and I'm never going to be okay. Like when you tell these stories, you're telling stories of victimhood. You're not empowering yourself. You're basically pigeonholing yourself or you're assigning yourself a certain emotion that you're saying you're going to feel for the future. You're saying, my loved one died, so I will feel sad forever. I lost this job, so I will fucking suffer and it will be awful. This girl didn't sleep with me or didn't give me her phone number, so I'll be lonely forever. You're prescribing yourself an emotion and then you're going to feel that emotion no matter what. Because you fucking said that you will. And like I said, words are magic spells. The stories we tell ourselves are magic spells. They fucking come true. If I sit here and give myself a pep talk for like the next 20 minutes and I say, today's going to be the best goddamn day ever. I'm going to do everything I can to make it the best day. No matter what, I'm just going to keep a smile on my face. If life throws lemons at me, I'm just going to do my best to be resilient. If I give myself a 20 minute pep talk like that, I am going to have the best day of all time. If I give myself a 20-minute pep talk where I say, man, today's going to suck, life is so unfair, nobody's going to look out for me, it's a dog-eat-dog world out there, I'm probably going to get rejected, you know, oh God, I'm going outside to talk to women, it's probably going to be brutal, then yeah, I'll have the shittest day ever, because I just said that I would, and I'm going to bring that into fruition. How many of you, as a slight, slight side note, when you go out to talk to women... And I know some of you do this because there's a guy in my coaching program right now who does this. How many of you, when you go outside to talk to women, have it in your mind without meaning to, man, this is going to be brutal. This is going to be rough, man. This is going to be difficult. This is going to be really fucking hard. Yeah, now it will because you fucking said that. Now you're going to go out there and you're going to see every single woman as the enemy Any women that say, oh, I'm sorry, I have a boyfriend, but thank you for talking to me. You're going to be like, wow, that was brutal. That was so awful. That was so fucking painful. You're going to bring it into fruition. You're going to go hunting or looking for the negative. You're going to fucking make it come true too, because your entire body language will be different. Your entire conversation will be different. Your energy, your vibe will be different. You're putting out negative fucking vibes into the world. People aren't retarded. They can see that. Like you'll try less hard. You'll be less enthusiastic because you just said it would be suffering. Why the fuck would you be enthusiastic about suffering or something that's brutal or painful? And so do you see how you can bring these things into fruition? If you say it's going to suck, then it will. If you say it's going to be fucking amazing, then it will be. In other words, you are in control of your own destiny. You are literally in control of how today goes. You are essentially a fucking God. And we all are gods in our own small way. I can tell a story and then it comes true. Is that not God? or a small version of God, a demigod. I think it is. So don't assume that things are bad. They don't have to be. You can find the positive in everything. I try to, I am not always perfect, but I'm positive 99% of the time, maybe 98% of the time. And Jesus Christ, that has been transformative on my life because I used to be negative 98% of the time and the entire world sucked because I said it did. And so of course it does. I threw away or I ignored all of the positive and I only focused and dwelled on and ruminated on the negative. And so all I could see was the negative because that was all I was looking for. That was all I gave a shit about. It was the story that I wanted to tell. It was the life I wanted to carve out for myself. And I didn't mean to, I didn't know I was doing it. I didn't know any better, but you guys and girls do. And so if you want a positive, amazing, successful life, instead of a victimhood, depressing, crappy life, tell the story that you're allowed to have those things. Tell the story that today's going to be a great day. Tell the story that losing your job can be a beautiful opportunity. The death of a loved one can be a nice chance of reflection on all the happy memories. A girl turning you down can be a great chance to practice humility and stoicism and resilience and to get better and to improve. It's nice feedback. Hey, I probably need to improve a little bit, or I need to play the numbers game and just talk to more women. All of these things can be beautiful opportunities. And if you would like a beautiful opportunity at self growth, at hitting those massive goals that I know all of you have come join our coaching program, the winners club right now. We've got like 20, I think 23 guys in the group right now. It's absolutely buzzing, absolutely building up like crazy. I have had something like 12 people sign up in the last month because I've mentioned that my prices are going up every time I get someone new to sign on. So if you want to lock in the price that it's at right now, which I'm not even going to say the price because it's probably going to go up by the time you read this. So check the link, go to the coaching page and have a look. If you want to lock that in right now, join right now. Don't hesitate. It is going up. I've mentioned many times my vision for this shit is to get it to $20,000 a month, and then we'll see where we're at from there. So I'm going to be adding a lot more value to the program. We're making a lot of training material, a lot of eBooks, a lot of shit, a lot of very advanced guides in there. We also have cam as my assistant coach, and we're looking on bringing a couple more people in as coaches. They're already there in the group, essentially offering coaching, but like not in an official capacity. So if you sign up right now, you're getting two full coaches and sort of two unofficial coaches, but that's probably going to become two more official coaches. So super fucking excited going to the moon with this shit. I am so unbelievably grateful for all of you that listen. I wake up every day and I'm like, man, how fucking trippy is it? that I can pay the bills from doing what I love. And that's what I want from all of you guys and girls. I want you to succeed with your goals, whether that's love, sex, dating, relationships, or maybe it's business, making a ton of money, changing the world, being very honest and authentic. Yeah, hell yeah. I am absolutely on board with that. If that's in my coaching program, I will absolutely push you and give you everything I've got. If it's not, jump on our forums. They're absolutely free. Listen to some of this content. Go out there and take action and crush those goals.